We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of a Pack-A-Day podcast, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thank you so much for making us part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host for today, and hope you are all doing well in this time of, well, whatever you want to call it, uh, interesting times that we're living in. Hope you are all doing well, hoping you are all healthy, staying active, keeping most of your sanity uh, and doing what you can to just get through this, and we're all getting through it together, so hope that's all going well for you. Uh, I know for me, the I, I recently, well, not recently, I kind of figured it out right away when the whole pandemic started, but I'm sure we're all right there together in the sense that I didn't realize just how much sports meant to my life now that they are completely gone, and even amidst watching documentaries such as The Last Dance, as much fun as that's been to watch, it's, let's all be real, it's no replacement for real sports. So hopefully it's coming back sooner rather than later. Um, Even at this point, I'm getting excited about baseball, you know, potentially starting up in July. I'm not a huge baseball fan. Some of you might be, and for some of you, that may be something really looking forward to. But just even at this point, just the idea of sports starting back up is a, you know, something great to look forward to and something that hopefully will be back sooner rather than later. Uh, But today... 
talking more Packers, obviously, and I want to bring in the rest of the team, Jacob, Maggie. Uh, welcome back again. Jacob currently shopping for better internet as we speak. <laughs> And um, not the only person, though, to be upgrading their internet during this time. I know, Maggie, you did that earlier this year for your job when the pandemic struck. Uh, and I'm sure lots of you listening have maybe have gone through something similar. Internet being kind of the king crop right now during quarantine. So, uh, But uh, welcome back, guys. It's the second episode being back with you since we started draft coverage. Uh, we're really, especially with the pandemic, we're really hitting dead season with the NFL. Um, not a whole lot going on in the month of May to begin with, and even less now that um, you really can't do anything. So we're having to be a little bit more creative, found something on Twitter that we thought we would do as a little bit of a fun exercise going into the 2020 season. So Jacob, Maggie, and I, we're going to be presenting our top five Packers on this current roster, and we had to kind of come up with some some type of credential for it. So the way we're looking at this is not a whole body of work through a career, but based on maybe... 2019, maybe going even back to 2018, on their performance, who are the best players that we think are on this Packers roster going into the 2020 season? Basically, five players that are probably obvious, but that you should be watching going into the 2020 season. And we didn't discuss really ahead of time, the three of us. We didn't compare notes. Uh, We're pretty certain. We all know that Aaron Rodgers is on this list. We confirmed that, that everybody has him on the list. Where where he lands on the list for each individual, still yet to be determined. But we're going to start with number five, work our way up to two, and then between uh, players two and one, we are going to have our honorable mentions, people that players that just didn't make the list. And so we'll get started right away. Number five, Maggie, your number five player on the Packers roster going into 2020 is? My number five player going into the 2020 season is wide receiver Devontae Adams. Wow. Jacob just made a... See, this is why I want to share my list. (laughs) All right. Well, all right. So is that number five? Why number five? I think part of it, like where I fell off here was thinking about positions of, I guess, greater value. And that's not to say wide receiver isn't of value, but if we looked at the way that the roster performed without Devontae Adams in a four game stretch in 2019, they can still manage and they can still win games. So while I do think that he is a top five wide receiver in the NFL, and as far as the role he plays on offense, it's incredibly significant just as far as players you might be able to remove from the equation and still be successful, that's what put him down at five. Because I think that while his talent is maybe higher at his position than some of the other one through four on my list, given the success they can have without him kind of skewed it for me. All right. And you know, and I didn't even really think to consider that with, uh, with him being out those four games that, the offense didn't really change a whole lot as far as productivity. Um, but, uh, Jacob, you're number five. Uh, left tackle, David Bakhtiari. Uh, Might have been a little higher on this list had we done it at this point last year, uh, whether it was health or 
maybe a little declining concern. I personally don't think that. I think it was health, but then I kind of started going through. I think something you're going to realize as we go through this list is we really are splitting hairs. The good news is we really can have a good discussion of, oh, these five are great players. And there are people that didn't make this list that are like, oh, there are great players on it. But uh, when I started going through it a little bit, Bakhtiari's play last season, for whatever reason, slipped a little bit. He's going into a contract year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Packers handle that, considering how they just handled negotiations with Brian Balaga, which was to say they really didn't. But he is still one of the best left tackles in the league, for my money's worth. Well, Jacob, that's very interesting because my number five was also David Bakhtiari, and I was going to list pretty much all those same things. You know, it wasn't his best year last year, but when playing at the top of his level, like you said, one of the best left tackles in all of football, and, you know, honestly, you know, some consider to be the second most important position on a football team behind quarterback, so... David Bakhtiari, number five for me, given the importance of the position and when he's if he can if he can bounce back from last year, definitely deserving of the spot. So, Maggie, moving to number four, your number four player is I don't want to play anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My number four is quarterback Aaron Rodgers. So let's hear it. Let's what are your thoughts? Number four. Number four is Brett Favre, so clearly this means you like Favre more than Rodgers decided with him in the summer of Conspiracy. See, little, do, little does everyone know that Maggie has Jordan Love at number three on her list. <laughs> and Matt LaFleur has him at number one, so we talked to him before the show. Yeah, so, um, I, you know, I think that's fair. I, um, I don't have Aaron Rodgers as my number one on, on my board. I can – I. I at this point, I mean, like we kind of talked about before the show, we're, when I was looking through the list of players, like, I mean, it was actually kind of hard to whittle down to five players, which is a good thing if you're really considering all things that it wasn't an easy decision. And given that Aaron Rodgers, I mean, as a whole body of work, like we all agreed, he'd be number one throughout his career. But I mean, at this point, you know, it wasn't his Obviously, it wasn't a bad season last year, but he's obviously also had better seasons. Age plays a factor into that. I don't think it's all that outrageous to have three players ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I, go ahead. I also have Aaron Rodgers at number four, so I agree with you. <laughs> all right, there you go. So, 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 Maggie, now that Jacob has Rodgers at number four, do you want to play the game again? Are you back to playing? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, those of you that lit my mentions on fire the other day, I fully expect the same treatment from Miss Loney over here. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't want that. You probably get enough bullcrap. Our spouses are already lighting our mentions on fire while we record this, so <laughs> nobody else needs to do it. <laughs> so just wait till Blake gets a phone. Well, yeah, all right. Kidding. So Jacob, <laughs> Jacob, you've got Rogers at four. I have Mason Crosby at number four. Um, Your wife made you No, no, see, Jacob, (laughs) this is two weeks in a row you've accused me of Annie having something to do with with the nice talk that I have. Because here's my proof that Annie didn't do this is because – I don't believe you. uh, You don't have to, but you you know that if Annie had something to do with this list, he would be higher than number four. That is – fair but you got to make it seem like it i think she would she is a supportive wife and a loving wife to her husband so she knows try to not try and make it obvious here's my question nick 
Have you ever watched the show The League? Yes. Okay, so you remember how in the first season, every one of the other guys jokes that Jenny actually runs Kevin's team? Yes. Okay, so Annie actually runs this show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's... I just just produced the show. She's the executive producer. Yes, that is 100% fact. She's telling you what to say. Well, so I have Crosby at four for the same reasons that I had him... As a, as a player last week was because kicking has been pretty abysmal around the league this the last couple of years, and he has been a strong strong player for the Packers as far as kicking goes. And Jacob, I know you probably I know you hate kickers. You mentioned that before the show, but I I, I, I even know that you have to admit that based on the the state of the league with kicking last year, you, you, I know you at least think he's a good player. Uh, the last time I got super emotional during a Packers game, even to the point of like tears of joy, was because of Mason Crosby. So yes, that is correct. <laughs> so, all right, Dallas, twenty sixteen. For those of you that can't put that together. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so moving on to number three, Maggie. Your number three player is Zadarius Smith. All right. Number three because. Because again, I feel like I feel like the value at the existing positions and the depth on the roster kind of led to my top five being in the order that they are. And I guess I think about the impact that these players would have at their positions, even if they weren't on the field. And behind Zadarius, you have Preston, you have Rashawn. Like the cupboard is not bare there. So while he does make an incredible impact when he's on the field and his talent you know, arguably top three in this arrangement. To me, it made the most sense to keep him at three because there is some quality depth behind him. And it was, you know, I know we're going to talk about honorable mentions later, but it was hard to exclude a guy like Preston Smith on the list. But I think Zedarius had the the more booming season, the more noticeable, you know, higher impact. So to me, he was number three. All right, Jacob, your number three player? Is a gentleman who played three NFL games before he could legally drink a beer while living in Wisconsin, which I imagine had to really suck. But Kenny Clark, defensive tackle, I have him at number three, and he was really, really close to being number two. I'll get to that point here shortly. But, I mean, Brian Gutekunst describes him as a dominant line of scrimmage player. Uh, If I was doing this based on positional value, he would be actually closer to the top of the list because they're just – there aren't that many guys that are that big that move as well as Clark does. And really, if you want to talk about field tilters and guys that make the entire defense better and or worse when they're on or off the field, Kenny Clark is definitely one of those guys. If we made a list of players the Packers could least afford to lose uh, for an extended period of time, I really think you can make a really good argument that Kenny comes in second on that list behind Aaron Rodgers. And I say that with all due respect to Jordan Love and – well, kind of Tim Boyle, but whatever. But either way. Sorry, Andy. Yeah, sorry. But, I mean, the reality is you the backup quarterback is somebody that you never want to play. So, I mean, the quarterback's always going to be first on that list. Uh, but right after that, I think you could really argue it, it's really close between Kenny Clark and David Bakhtiari for who you could least afford to lose for this Packers team. But I've got Kenny third, and I could easily argue him for two or one. Again, it's, it's a good conversation to have because, again, we're kind of splitting hairs at the top of the roster here. All right. My number three is Devontae Adams. 
Mason Crosby. No, no, it is not Mason Crosby. <laughs> Mason Crosby makes the list once and at number four. Uh, Devontae Adams, number three, uh, mostly due to the fact that, you know, he's obviously a top five wide receiver in the league. And, you know, as Maggie pointed out, when he was hurt, the offense didn't seem to slow down as much. A lot of that due to the fact that, you know, Aaron Rodgers wasn't the one that was hurt. It was the receiver. Uh, but it it's really his ability to, A, get open as better than anyone else on the roster. And the fact that we talk about Aaron Rodgers being important and it's also important for Aaron Rodgers to have somebody that he really trusts. And that is Devonte Adams head and shoulders above anybody else on the team. And almost to the point of sometimes it feels like Aaron Rodgers looks at him and that's it. And sometimes that can be a negative, but it's nice to for a hall of fame quarterback to have at least one guy where he can look around the field and say, I need to play. It's Devonte. And so Devontae Adams, number three for me. Moving to number two, Maggie, your number two player. I think, like, in that same breath that you said that Aaron Rodgers relies on Devontae Adams on offense, I had David Bakhtiari here, and I know that Jacob had already mentioned him. Um, you both did, right? He was your... Yep, correct. Okay. Yeah, I, it feels like a stretch, but again, I think I'm, I think I'm rationalizing these picks at their positional value and the depth on the roster, maybe more than their skill, um, in this current heading into 2020, I was toying with where to put him. He was the biggest question mark for me. I felt like it would have made sense to keep him anywhere in the two to five range, but the reason I put him at two is, Aaron Rodgers just lost Brian Balaga on his right side. And to me, if he had to go into the season having both of his bookend tackles um, that he's played with for a very long time as rookies or new guys that he doesn't have the familiarity with, that would probably be pretty detrimental to this line and the way that this offense functions. So he's still one of the best left tackles in the league. And I think that the value that he brings – even from a cohesion standpoint to this offense was enough for me to feel like he deserved the springboard above Zadarius because I love, obviously I wrote a poem about him. I love Zadarius Smith, but he's had one really stellar season in green Bay. And I know we're not supposed to be making this list on past merits or Aaron Rodgers would be number one. But I think if you look at the, the body of work that David Bakhtiari has put out long-term that kind of warranted him getting the second spot for me. But again, splitting hairs. Right. Well, Jacob, you're number two. Devontae Adams. I think that he's the most talented player on the offense. He's played the best. I know the offense did well without him, um, as Maggie alluded to earlier, but that is a four-game sample also. Uh, The reality is I always – you can always tell who a team thinks their best players are because who do they draw plays up for? Because your money players are the ones that make the money plays at money time. And if you look in, although I suppose they drew up a play for Jimmy Graham to get a first down against Seattle as a kill <laughs> shot for that game. So that's a little strange. But the first down before that was drawn up for Devontae Adams. The entire game, really, in that postseason game was drawn around Devontae Adams. Uh at the line of scrimmage, he's maybe the best in football in his release package. Aaron Rodgers would tell you he's a top three receiver uh, and maybe higher than that. I don't know if I agree with that necessarily, but he's certainly in any conversation of a top five receiver, one of the best players at his position. 
uh, and he has coined an iconic phrase that is forever made in lore in my bathroom. <laughs> so I think that that alone gives him some extra points. So, yeah, I'll take 17 there. And I just like to point this out anytime I get to praise him is that uh, when everybody else, well, not everybody else, when some people were giving up on him in 2015, I never wavered. Devontae Adams was always going to be a star. It's nice to see that come to fruition. All right. Uh, my number two is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and, you know, yes, high on the list, not number one, but worthy of the number two spot because even with the, if you want to call it lower production from last year, if he's not on this team, um, I mean, I don't even really want to know where they're at. It's not good. We've seen that with the backup situations over the last four or five years. It's not a good place to be without him. So just given that and the fact that Aaron seems to, um, when people start you know, questioning him in the media, which we've been doing a lot since Jordan Love has been drafted, he usually likes to come back and pretty much destroy everyone in his path that says otherwise. So given that that'll be coming in, he'll be in his second year under Matt LaFleur's system. You know, the offense is hopefully only going to be getting better. And yes, he's one year older, but I don't think that's much to worry about coming into this year. Aaron Rodgers, my number two. All right. So Maggie, let's go to you. Uh, How many honorable mentions do you have? I have four. Four honorable mentions. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's hear your four honorable mentions. All right. So I had Aaron Jones, uh, Preston Smith, Jair Alexander, and then Mason Crosby was my last one. All right. And Jacob, you're, how many honorable mentions do you have? I also have four. I have the same ones, except I swapped the kicker out for Adrian Amos because I think he's really underappreciated. Man, nobody, nobody, Jacob just, Jacob just can't bring himself to like a kicker. <laughs> I hate kickers. I do. I hate special teams in general. So, well, I only had one honorable mention, um, and I, it's not to say that I couldn't find four because uh, I mean th- this team is good enough that you could probably you know I mean how how do you even rank this uh the only honorable mention that I had and it, you you'll probably be surprised uh Aaron Jones I didn't put him in oh, my top five which is uh <laughs> um Aaron Jones I, I I who knows for the long haul after 2020 when his contract runs up who knows what it'll be but coming into this year he was Clearly an, uh, a very valuable piece to the offense in 2019. I don't think much of that change is going into 2020. So, All right. Well, without further ado, we'll get into our number ones. Maggie, your number one Packer in 2020 is? Kenny Clark. And I think, you know, he's a combination of everything that is good about the NFL. It's good about the Packers. He is young. He is an ascending player. He plays at a position of incredible need for the Packers. And I think, you know, the tiebreaker for me putting him at number one was the fact that if you look at the depth behind him, if you take one person out of this defense to shift the entire trajectory of a season, it is Kenny Clark. You can lose a linebacker, you can lose a corner, you can find some depth at other spots, but if you lose Kenny Clark, the season, I I honestly think things look very different here. So his age, his talent, he's due his mega contract. I, you know, I don't even want to think about what it'll be like if Green Bay doesn't give him that mega contract. 
Um, to me, there was nobody else. To me, he was a, a very set lock at number one. And then two through five, I could have shuffled anyway, and I would have felt pretty good about it. All right. Kenny Clark, number one. I don't think there's much to argue with there. Jacob, you're number one. Double nickel, 55, the captain of the defense, dreadlocks. He might have been snubbed on the all-pro list, might have been snubbed from the pro bowl. He's not getting snubbed on my list. He was the best player on the defense last year. Should have been in the defensive player of the year conversation. Should have been in the all-pro conversation. The leader of the defense, the guy who changed the culture in the locker room, he's got credited from that from several of his teammates. And his game against Minnesota was one of the best performances I've ever seen from a Packers defender. His performance against Seattle was not quite that good, but very good to get those things rolling. He's the best player on this team, uh, I think, now and going forward. I know the the depth behind him is a little bit better, like Maggie kind of mentioned. I feel better about Rashawn Gary having to play in his spot than I would about Tyler Lancaster. But I'm still picking who I think is the best player, and that's the guy who led the team in sacks, led the team in pressures, uh, led the team on the field. I think that it's going to be really exciting to have this guy in Green Bay for at least three more seasons and hopefully more. And he calls Reggie White the greatest of all time, and that gives me butterflies in my stomach, so it makes me very happy. Uh, but, yeah, Z is number one, and I think that really any of the players that we just mentioned, I think you can make a good argument for number one. So I think that's a good spot for the Packers to be in when you can have that kind of discussion as opposed to some teams where it's like, okay, so we've got our starting quarterback, and that is it. I need to go on record here and say that I originally had Zedarius at number one, and then I thought that I was going to get made fun of by my co-hosts for being uh, – you know, too loyal and playing favorites. So I did lower him in my rankings. But like Jacob said, I think, you know, I know Nick hasn't given his pick yet, but I think we have the same five players in various orders. And I think that that kind of says a lot about, you know, this list. And Oh, no, Nick picked a kicker. So (laughs) Yes, J.K. Scott is my number one. No, 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 no. (laughs) I don't think Annie knows who J.K. Scott is. It's Mason Crosby. And then honestly, her number one would be Matt LaFleur. Like, so even though he doesn't qualify, he doesn't qualify as a player. But um, well, Maggie, you should have stuck with Zadarius at one. I also have Zadarius Smith at my number one spot. Um, for it's interesting though. It's interesting though. It's just, just to look though, Maggie, you had Kenny Clark at one and Jacob and I both had Zadarius Smith at one for a team that for the last 10 years, like in the last 10 years, I can think of maybe three players that you would have put at number one that was on the defensive side of the ball and they would have been competing with Aaron Rodgers forever and the rest of the offense. I think it says something about a little bit of a change with this Packers team that's probably good. Uh, But for pretty much all the reasons that Jacob mentioned, um, one of the things that I loved and pretty much put Zadarius Smith at number one for beyond his play was his leadership. I mean, you talk about a guy that made it very clear to all other of the 10 players on the field defensively with him. I mean, they had the utmost confidence that, you know, when, when they were playing as a unit on the field, that they felt really good about themselves. He was a vocal leader, which honestly seemed that the defense has been missing for the last couple of years, pair him alongside with Preston Smith. And I mean, I don't know what you guys expected of the two of them coming into last year. I will tell you, I expected 
good things out of them considering what they paid them. I'll be honest, I did not expect to see what happened between the two of them this past season. And, I mean, the guy's just a true leader. He's infectious, and it's great to have him on the field. And it also feels like he's someone, too, that can almost in some sense, take pressure off of Aaron Rodgers as that he isn't the only person that everyone's looking to within the locker room anymore. They know that they can look to someone like Zadarius Smith or even even Kenny Clark or Preston Smith. You, you're starting to foster that leadership within some of those younger players on the defensive side of the ball, which for Aaron Rodgers can only mean good things. So Zadarius Smith, my number one. Maggie, we always we will always know that Zadarius Smith will be number one in your heart. So that, thank you. There's, I appreciate there that. Is that. There is no doubt of that. In I'm fact, glad we have that as a soundbite forever and ever and ever. <laughs> I think I think the poem that you wrote about him qualifies as a soundbite forever and ever and ever. So someday uh, you'll hear it. Someday. <laughs> someday. Someday soon, hopefully, when uh, when we get him to come on the podcast, right, guys? Don't even do that to my heart. <laughs> I tried, guys. I really did. <laughs> well, so what do you guys think of our lists? Uh, let us know on Twitter. Let us know your top five players. Give honorable mentions. Um, again, you're probably not going to agree with us in every aspect of what we put on there, um, which honestly, again, is a good thing. It means that there aren't just the five obvious picks, and then the rest of your team is just like, well, we can't make an argument for so-and-so to be – within the top five. So let us know your top five on Twitter at Packaday Podcast, or you can tweet individually to Maggie, Jacob, and myself. Although, really, I don't know why you'd waste your time tweeting at me. I might not see it for another week. So, um, yeah. But uh, let us know. Let us know what you guys think. Let, let us know if you think we're crazy. Uh, maybe you're like Jacob and think that I shouldn't have Mason Crosby on my list at all because you hate kickers. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, just let us know what you think. So, And uh, before we wrap up here, guys, any final thoughts on anybody's list? Any any other players that we didn't talk enough about? Annie is the real host of this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's a final thought for you. Annie, Annie Schmitz, my wife, is the executive producer of this Thursday edition of Pack-A-Day Podcast. So, well, Jacob, Maggie, thank you so much for joining us this week. It's always great having you guys on here. I love this team so much. We always have so much fun. Um, you know, I've been actually somewhat useful to Jacob in the last week, as he has said, so I'm not completely worthless, which is always a good thing to hear. Okay, hold on. I've never <laughs> ever said you are completely worthless. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Out. Jacob has never said that I am completely worthless. There is a limit to my scumbaggery. Although he did, although he did ask this week what we were going to talk about, and I said I didn't have anything in mind, and Jacob said something to the effect of, "Well, that's all I really expect out of you, Nick." So we're at par for the course. Yeah, so. I asked you out of courtesy. I'm really asking Maggie when I ask that question. <laughs> I just, I just turn on the equipment and record the show. That's really all I do. So, well, Jacob, Maggie, uh, wrapping up real quick here. Jacob, people want to follow you, follow your work. How do they do that? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jacob Westendorf. You can find my work over at Packer Report. I might be doing a little more than I have been, so that's potentially exciting. And as I tweeted today, big things are coming, so I'll keep you posted on that. Stay tuned. Maggie, people want to follow your work, follow you. How do they do that? Jacob, text me after the show and tell me what the big things are. I can keep the secret. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, no, this was really fun. I'm glad that we're all back. Um, Annie Schmitz and Mark Loney gave us a run for our money on Twitter the entire show. Um, there were some times that gifts were used, and I thought I was going to lose my mind on the actual show. So that was really fun. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that our families are all friends because we all kind of got dropped into this mix together, and now it's like one of my favorite things to do every week. Um, you can find my work on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney, L-O-N-E-Y. I write two articles a week for She Said TV. I also podcast with Perry Goldstein for the PAX What She Said podcast. Please check out our latest episode. We had the exceptional Melissa Jacobs, founder and managing editor of The Football Girl, on our most recent show. So give that a listen. She's incredible. Uh, one of my heroes in the industry, and I'm so grateful that she hopped on the show with us. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. And uh, one last thing before we before we go here, I had mentioned this uh, two weeks ago, and uh, Jacob, I just need you to reinforce this for me here. Uh, about two weeks ago, I did a wrap up podcast with Owen Reese, and uh, Jacob, can you just explain to the listeners your guys's like Twitter food takes? Because <laughs> I told people to tweet at both of you to ask about that because. I remember when you guys did that over a year ago, yeah. and that was probably some of the best Twitter content I've seen. Can you well, bring Owen, that back? Can you start tagging Owen in like food stuff so that we can all have a good laugh on Twitter? Yeah, Owen is currently vacationing uh, after finishing grad school, so he's earned some well-deserved, uh, incoherent, drunken evenings. But yeah, over a year ago, Nick and I actually, before this team was formed, it was Nick, Owen, and I. And it was something about we were arguing about the best ways to make macaroni and cheese. And I also know there was something to do with ranch. Oh, ranch dressing is wonderful. I don't know if Owen (laughs) likes it, but I remember yelling at it's Ross and Andy. I've learned Andy Herman doesn't eat anything, so I have no idea. (laughs) Andy's a (laughs) six-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Andy Maggie said that, so (laughs) Andy has the palate of a six-year-old, but he's still great. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny because I do give him a bunch of crap for that. That anytime somebody says, "Oh, one of these foods has to go," I'm like, Andy, which one are you keeping? Because there's no (laughs) way that you eat more than one of these things. But um, yeah, that's how that kind of started. We just started talking about what's good and what's not. So, like, ketchup is definitively trash. And since you guys are racing on me on Twitter about it now, so is coffee. Wow. Well, I just have to say, I woke up this morning and I found that on Twitter. And I was like, wow, I, I don't think I can tell Annie that Jacob said this. She found it. She was not happy. <laughs> so, so, well, but so if you're looking for quality entertainment, Tag Jacob and Owen in your tweets and just ask them for their food takes. It's it's it'll be gold. You'll you'll appreciate it. So, well, with that, thank you so much, everyone. First of all, for putting up with the three of us for thirty five minutes here. Uh, it's probably thirty minutes more than you should have, but nobody's um, listening. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us all. We really appreciate it. It's so much fun to do this every week. We hope you guys are enjoying the content. And if there's stuff that you guys want us to talk about, let us know on Twitter at Packaday Podcast or tweet at any of us individually. Jacob, Maggie specifically, because they check their Twitter way more than I do. Uh, so, But if you, if you have anything you want us to talk about, let us know. We'd be more than happy to do it. We are reaching that point of the year, especially with the coronavirus around. There's not as much to talk about. Not that there isn't anything to talk about, but it is, it is a little bit more scarce than usual. So anything that you're interested in hearing about, let us know. 
and uh, we'd be more than happy to talk about it. So with that, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And as always, Go Pack Go! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.